This is the Gospel of Kennison, episode number 41, the personal audio journal of me, James Kennison. Check out more of what I do at nlcast.com. Today, I'm taking a break from the uh, spiritual side of things. I just want to talk about podcasting. I want to talk about podcasting past, present, and future. And part of this is a way for me to get my thoughts out for a Dragon Con panel that I'm going to be doing. And uh, very, very blessed to be a part of that. It probably won't happen. <laughs> I just have this thing in the back of my head going, this seems a little too easy. Uh, but I'm going to go and I'm going to show up at this thing and uh, hopefully it'll work out. I just haven't heard anything from the guy for a while. But I, I have some thoughts on the topic and I want to express them here. And see if they ring true. I know a lot of the people that listen to my show are podcasters themselves. And uh, I'd love to hear back from you. Um, So past, present, and future. We're going to talk about in that order. Podcasting. Past, present, and future. So it used to be back in when when I started. And I started, I I still want to say I was part of the early early church, (laughs) so to speak. Um, I started in in late 2006. A lot of folks started in 05. So there's folks that have been doing it, you know, a year more than me. Of course, there's people that are older than that. But most most folks started nine years ago. I I did about eight. Back then, iTunes um, looked a lot an awful like like it does now, especially the podcasting side of things. And uh, there were categories and a whole bunch of stuff. But when you when you clicked on those categories, it was all 100, 100% people, um, you know, just just you and me and this guy's podcast and my podcast. There was there were some higher qual- quality ones like uh, Ask a Ninja and Joy is Emo uh, shows like that that were uh, video podcasts. Um, there were some. That were, you know, th- there was a couple of people that were, you know, fame, not famous people, but they had become something because of iTunes. I'm sorry, podcasting. But the main thing that I want to get across about the past is, in my opinion, when you put a podcast in iTunes, you had an even shot. Everyone had a chance at breaking through mediocrity and becoming something to get those downloads, to get a, a top spot in, uh, in, in one of the um, categories I was even featured. Nobody's listening even got um, not only what's hot, you know, it was not only um, on the front page of comedy podcasting for years. It was, it was absolutely insane that we held a spot right next to some of the Top comedy podcast. Now that category is insane. I mean, if you have a comedy podcast, you might as well hang it up and we'll get to that in a minute. But um, I even got put up, you know, as one of the main graphics at the very top. And we saw a spike of over 10,000 downloads um, at, at that time. Of course, none of them <laughs> hung around. Uh, not no, about half. I don't know. Three quarters of them didn't hang around. But um, what I want to say is, that we everybody had a shot, everybody could make it, and then the big networks and the famous people came in. Uh, you know, and we're talking when I say big networks, I'm talking about everybody from Elmo, you know, and Sesame Street 
to uh, television shows, uh, Radio Disney coming in, um, the uh, you know the Twit Podcasting Network. Uh, this this week in tech, this week in that, this week in the other, um, and 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 people like uh, Scott Johnson who did Extra Life Radio, you know, kind of found their place and became one of the big dogs, and uh, and so you know, Film Sack and all the different shows that he did. Uh, so that was that was what I would I would call Wave Two if I had to have if I had to categorize it. Wave One. Would have been the initial group of hobbyists that found that they had a voice. And folks like me that just, hey, I want to, want to do a show, want to entertain people. And then, like I said, the network said, "Oh, there's a way to reach out to our people, so we should do that." And so, a lot of official podcasts came out, shows about television shows, shows about um, movies, uh, uh, and then also the famous people came in at the same time. So we're talking about Adam Carolla. We're talking about, um, oh my goodness, who's the, the Smosh cast or whatever. Smod. I don't know the guy's name. I don't listen to his show. But a lot of famous folks came in and um, it really pushed everybody else, all the folks that had been in there down in the listings. And, um, and this is a big deal. It's a big deal because iTunes is the hub to the tune of 95% of my traffic comes in through iTunes. I would love for it to be a little decentralized. I'd love to say that, you know, people find me because of my great SEO, you know, my search engine optimization through Gmail or Google. I'd love to say that they found me, you know, on Zoom or, or Windows phone or something like that. But no, it's all through iTunes. It's not my website. Um, matter of fact, I bet if I didn't have a website, people wouldn't even notice uh, most of them, and it probably would hardly affect my downloads. That's why I don't. I, I do stress about my website, but I I probably shouldn't because it doesn't matter. It's all about iTunes. What you look like in iTunes. Everybody, you know, create or finds and and consumes the content from iTunes. And so when all the famous people came in and the networks came in, it pushed everybody else down. And all of a sudden, um, hobbyists having a hard time, you know, the, the, the play playing field wasn't even anymore. So I'll just say it was not as much of a chance of or, or any of a, of a guy like myself or like you uh, to start a show and to just go go nuts because it doesn't matter what the quality of your show is if it can't be discovered. I would say the third wave is what we're going through right now. And that is the entrepreneurial life coach, SEO expert, social media people, podcast guru, those guys. That is the largest amount of growth as far as new podcasts. It's like all of the guys that want to make money quick found out about podcasting. And they found out about a couple of guys that made money telling people how to make money in you know podcasting. And they're like, oh, I want a piece of that pie. So now it's like, all of the online communities are swarming with these people with dollar signs in their eyes and uh, more power to them, except that a lot of times what I see is, is it's just a lot of, it's just that it's that, that I don't care too much about podcasting. I'm not passionate about it. I just want to learn how to bend it to my will and make it give me money. 
and everybody finds out really quick that the only way you can make really make podcasting money is to do a podcast about making money. The only thing I've ever done to make money with podcasting has been, um, you know, the, the audience uh, participation, meaning they would sponsor different episodes, but a grand total, I mean, a grand time, uh, a lot of my money came in through drawyourpicture.com. It was a secondary income source. I would say this show is dedicated or sponsored by drawyourpicture.com where I can draw your picture uh, for pretty darn cheap. Check it out. See what I've done for others and see what I can do for you at drawyourpicture.com. I would send people over there. They would need a podcast logo, a children's ministry logo, a family logo. You know, they need something drawn. I would do it. They'd pay me. That's how I made uh, money to then pay the bills for the show, to upgrade equipment, things like that. Um, for some reason, that has kind of fallen off. But uh, Patreon has stepped in, and Patreon is is how primarily we're we're getting income for the shows now. And the main show that I'm making the most on, or pulling in the most, is is uh, nobody's listening. Uh, every other show that I do is between you know three and twelve dollars. Um, or I should say two other shows that I do. Um, but that one's the main one, obviously. And uh, that's not how these guys want to make money. They make money by packaging videos and eBooks and things that people could find online for free. They find a way to make people pay for it. They play on people's ignorance and it's not right, but it's what they do. Um, not all the main guys, the, the originals, you know, the, the main guys, they, they really have a passion for what they do. Um, and, and they're, they seem pretty legit, but all the guys that are trying to copy them, not so much. So that's just a personal pet peeve of mine are, are these folks that are kind of using podcasting, you know, against the spirit of podcasting, you know, podcasting was awesome because everybody could do it. Podcasting was amazing because all you needed is a, a headset microphone and a laptop or an iPhone or something like that. And you could have a podcast. Um, now to have a podcast, uh, you've got to, you know, have SEO experience. You've got to have social media experience. You've got to pay these guys one-on-one -on -one fees of $300 an hour, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And, and I, I hate that people think that because now, you know, when I started looking into podcasting, it was a bunch of guys just like, here, here you go. You know, I, I, I even had one of them. His name was Mike and he spent like an hour and a half on the phone with me. Cause he's like, I could email it, but I'd love to talk to you in person. Just tell you. And he, and he told me, and he, he saved me like a year and a half's worth of learning curve for free. Just talking to me. And we wouldn't even consider to do it any other way. There's no way anybody would pay anybody to tell somebody how to make a podcast. It's easy. Anybody can do it. But now we got paywalls. Now you have to, I, the, the stuff I got for free, I, you need to pay me to tell you. Some people might say, well, James, that's the way everything is. You know, plumbers, they know something you don't know and they learned and, and now they're charging you to do it. Yeah. But we're not talking about something like that. We're talking about, I don't know how to turn on the cold water. And the, and so I call a plumber and instead of saying, just turn the knob to the left about a halfway and water should come out of the faucet. Instead of that, he says, Oh, well, we've got this ebook 
and we've got this 10-step training process, and we're going to teach you how to turn on the cold water in your house and how it's going to revolutionize your life and take it uh, and make you can make millions off turning on your cold water. Um, that is a ridiculous <laughs> uh, thing, but it is exactly how I feel is what people are doing. There are some things about podcasting you should charge to tell people about. Um, if you have some sort of awesome next level experience and, and it's just something that has value and people are begging you for, uh, absolutely. But so much of this is we're paying people to, to or people are charging um, to do the basics of podcasting. And they're, they're telling them that you can't do anything else other than, you know, spend tons of money and make it a big thing. And as hobbyists, we know better. We know better. My fear is this. It's not that there's a entrepreneurial guy out there who's getting raped financially by another entrepreneurial guy. I think that's actually really awesome. Um, what I hate is that there's a guy like me finds out about podcasting. He looks online and, and all he can find because of all the SEO experts is how you can spend $99 and you can watch my video and I'll tell you how to podcast. You know, there's nobody in the world now saying, Hey, here's my phone number. I'll tell you how to podcast in about an hour for, for nothing. I don't even have to say for nothing because everybody knows it's for nothing. So, uh, but I don't blame the SEO guys for, for anything. I really don't. Um, I don't even really blame, um, the famous guys and, and, the the networks, I think they are just doing what you do. What I see is the problem and and I hate to say blame and I hate to say problem because they're also the reason why such a wonderful thing as podcasting really took off and exists is, is iTunes. iTunes is the hub and iTunes is also the problem. Um and I'll I'll explain I'll explain why. YouTube, you look at YouTube. YouTube has a much better model. Um YouTube has gone through, in my opinion, all of the same uh, phases as I as podcasting. Uh, early on, it was just people putting videos up, and then good, you know, people started doing channels and and daily updates and entertainment stuff. And then the big guys came in, and now we have networks and all this kind of stuff. And I'm sure there's an entrepreneurial side that I don't know anything about because I don't really hang out in the YouTube world. But what I will say is this, when you go to YouTube, you're not inundated with a bunch of famous people. You're not inundated with all of the popular content. You're not, uh, it doesn't become a self-fulfilling prophecy. What you are presented with is your own private channel and suggestions based on your interests. They try to make an educated guess about what you want to see and they put it up there. And you don't go to a, to a page, click on, you know, comedy or the main podcasting hub in, in iTunes and just see the same faces, the same podcast artwork over and over and over and over again. Because I'm sorry, but when you have a popular list, even in your own blog, if you have a sidebar that says most popular posts, 
that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because everybody's going to click on the most popular posts and it's going to keep the most popular posts forever, the most popular posts. And iTunes is set up that way. What's hot is always going to be what's hot forever unless something changes. I And that's why I like what YouTube has done is they realized that. I think there was a time where that was the case. There was also a time where you could game the system. I remember that chick with the boobs that was like on every single main thing. She had figured out some way to get her cleavage uh, uh, featured beside every main popular, uh, you know, viral uh, video online. They took care of that joker real quick. They seem to be on top of that. They want to create an experience for you because they want you to come back. Well, why doesn't iTunes do this? And I'll tell you why. Because Apple's not making any money off podcasting. Not one dime. I'm surprised they haven't dropped the whole thing altogether. If they were smart, they would. But they don't really put a lot into it. There has been very little changes in the iTunes podcasting wing. Uh, Very, very small things since the very beginning as far as the way things are organized and put together. New and notable. What's hot? You know, um, and then the the most popular ones, the the most popular episodes, the most popular, everything's been based on popularity. And, um, and if you're famous now and you have a face that people recognize, you get featured up top. And, and if you're famous and recognizable, you get to go through new and notable again and again and again and again. New and notable doesn't really do anything for anybody anyway, but it's, it's still cool. And it used to be cool. Now everybody gets in there. But um, YouTube, uh, you know, Google got them and they started doing them ads and, uh, you know, the, the ad producers make money and Google's making money. And so it's in their best interest to make that directory, for lack of a better word, um, the best thing and the best experience possible. Now, I'm sure there are other podcast uh, listings out there. Um, I, I know of several that are trying to come up through the ranks. One of them is, is you know, uh, a Libsyn type of thing and, and some other deals. But uh, again, like I said, 95% of all podcast traffic comes through and because of iTunes. Uh, some of us old school guys know about some of the old uh, listings and the ones that we used to value. But I'm telling you, by and large, iTunes is, is the way. And so I, my hope is um, that somehow iTunes will get a motivation or Apple will get a, motiv- a little bit of motivation to change um, the way that listing is done. Um, but I kind of doubt they will because they would have to make money. And kind of like Netflix versus Hulu, Hulu came out with a subscription service with commercials after Netflix came out with a subscription service with no commercials. You know, Netflix is going, ah, crap, we could get away with that. We didn't even know they can't start doing ads, you know, and iTunes can't start taking money, you know, and throwing in ads at the front of your stuff. They can't do it. They should have. Or they should have figured out some way. I I will say this. I wish Apple was making money off of my podcast somehow because my podcast would have a better chance at getting seen. It would be on par 
and on the same level as far as exposure to the famous guys in the networks and the gurus. But my hope is that the, the success faces will move on. That's what me and my buddy call, uh, or my buddy and I call the success guys, the success faces. And uh, But I hope they'll move on. They'll find out, oh, there's really no money in podcasting after all. I'm going to go back to selling Amway. Um, I hope that podcast access will be less centralized because I do not foresee iTunes changing very much. Yeah, they got a podcast app. That's really awesome. Yes, the podcast app is going to become a default download thing uh, as far as the iOS. That's really cool. So it's going to up the chances of people finding podcasts. But again, how does I how does Apple benefit from that? It doesn't. It really doesn't. Financially, absolutely not. It's just something they do. Um out of, I guess out of the goodness of their heart. That's why I have a hard time ragging on them. But I also say I wish they were making money. I wish they were. But in the meantime, I hope podcast access will become less centralized, that people will, as it grows in popularity more and more, or shrinks in popularity, um, I hope it will become less centralized, that people will find it on Google, um, other other. uh Podcast listings will come, kind of rise to the surface, you know, uh, the, like like MySpace was back in the day. Now, now we have Facebook. I hope that iTunes one day, if it doesn't change, will become the not the place, you know, to get that. They may shut down the whole thing, and and somebody may come along and buy the that segment of iTunes and then put it up somewhere. Uh, crazier things have happened. So um, I I just basically am fans. I'm a fan of anybody that will help the little guy have a chance to shine like they did back in the day. So uh, I hope this has been a, um, a good conversation for you. If you have any thoughts on it, you agree, disagree, did I miss something? Um, hit me with it because this is, this is what I'm going to present during the, um, during the panel as much as I can is that uh, we, it used to be anybody could make it networks and famous people came in. Now we're flooded with success entrepreneurs, neurals and, and uh, hot. The hobbyist is screwed because of iTunes. It's the hub. It's 95%. YouTube is a better model. Um, it's the hub, but your, your, your experience isn't dedicated by popularity. It's uh, by your taste. Everyone still has a chance to make it big that's the thing I love about iTunes. You can be a guy just playing freaking uh, Minecraft and you'll get thousands and thousands and thousands of hits and, and stuff uh, just because you're playing iTunes. You can't do uh, or playing Minecraft. You can't do that on iTunes. And why not? Because they're not making money on us. Um, they got to be kicking themselves, but there's no motivation to improve things. My hope to summarize it one more time is that the success people will move on. Podcast access will be less centralized, maybe Google-based, and the little guy will have a chance to shine again. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time right here on the Gospel of Kenison. Peace.